Just at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. We all agreed it was not our best weekend, and we pitching staff was has been just excellent from the start. So that's good news, good news. Defense has been very, very good as well. It's our offense, and I think there's a little bit of press. But there's also, uh, this weekend I felt a little bit of staleness, almost taking for granted who we're playing. And it's our opportunity to get better. So we talked a lot about that. And um, yesterday practice looked a little bit different and a little more push. I think there are times we're starting to get away from uh, what our mindset really is, which is blue collar and hardworking, and I missed some of that this weekend. So um, it was kind of a team decision that they want more, more, more push. So I can easily do that. I don't know. It sounds like with that, um, the way she said that final line. It's like a careful what you ask for, yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, man. they Are, are like, they happy? I can provide that. Are they happy to get to California today, I'm sure, after the uh, week of practice that's probably happened around here? Now, that, that was a great line. I missed she... some of that this weekend. So um, it was kind of a team decision that they want more, more, more push. So I can easily do that. <laughs> I don't doubt that she did either. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, it's um... – it's pretty wild. She has, on multiple occasions, talked about, I don't know, wh- wh- whatever the situation was, coming back and getting out there in practice and, and going through a grinder. So it sounds like whenever they're maybe a little sluggish or not as sharp, Oh, Coach Patty Gasso puts the thumb down on him. Yeah, I like it. She said that on the Plank Show on Tuesday, and I was listening to that interview um, earlier. Or no, that was yesterday actually. So I was listening to it this morning, and she kind of had the old recruiting line that we've heard around here for so long. It's, I mean, we're gonna win. We'll win with you or without you. It's just, do you want to be here for it or not? Mm-hmm. She kind of had a line of, you know, like. No one's really bigger than the program, so I don't care how established you are on this team. If you're not doing things the right way, playing with the right effort, then I'll find somebody else that, that can, and I'll, I'll still continue to win doing so. Yeah, It's a heck of a line to be able to throw out when you know that that is the reality. No matter how established you are, if you're not, um, you're not doing the things you're supposed to do, she'll find someone else who's really good, and it'll work out just fine. Yeah. I'm just I pulled up some of these stats on D1 softball, so I don't know how up to date they are. But you know, it's a down start to the season whenever they've only got three players hitting over 400 I, right now. I know that's why she was so upset. You could hear it. Um, well, Alyssa Brito and T.R.A. Jennings, according to this, they're both you know 
really good numbers, both over 400, um, both over 500 on base percentage, both have scored 10 runs, both have four home runs, nine and eight RBIs between the two of them. So you're getting a lot done in those those top top spots there offensively. Sean says it just sounds so refreshing and inspiring because unlike the men's team, she's not spewing excuses. I've yeah. said this for a while now. Um, again, coach speak does exist across every sport. You don't really hear much uh, coach speak from Patty Gasso. She's about, I mean, she tells it how it is, good, bad, indifferent with her team. And she's saying right now, like, it's not all bad. The pitching's really good. The defense is even good. But offensively, like the focus, the the approach, everything is just not where it needs to be. And she'll, she'll tell you straight up how it is. I, I, I like that too. I like it a lot. Right. Um, no, I, I, but you know, you're also, you're also afforded, like once you get to that spot, like I, and, and maybe we do, it's just the feeling of, of, of it maybe being a little bit different, but you know, whenever your team hasn't, doesn't have the all time record for the longest winning streak in the sport and, you're going for a three-peat for national championships and recruit the best, have the best play. Like, you know, everything is going in their favor. I, I can understand whenever you're at a different program where you've going, you're going through some hard times and it's been up and down. I, where you often feel like you've got to go out there and kind of defend what you've done and what your team has done and what they're capable of and what you're working on. I mean, I can understand the two differences, but you do also have to say that, you know, it's nice to hear like just plain and simple what the truth is instead of, and I'm not, not saying that this happens everywhere, but trying to convince everyone that everything's either going to be okay or wasn't as bad as it looked or you know what I'm saying it's, so you're saying some programs if it's not just going so well it's a little bit a little bit more difficult to be just straight up honest yeah. about things yeah kind of like yeah. Bob, kind of like Bob Huggins when he was at West Virginia no knock on them but everybody shoots a high percentage against us we suck <laughs> and a long list of awesome Bob Huggins quotes that one might be number one well hey in fairness that was one of the last quotes we heard from him before he got canned. So, you know. We suck. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Sooner Fan in Texas says, from Sooner Fan in Texas, Teddy, did you ever want more push from Schmitty? Huh. No. I, I never wanted – it's kind of hard. That's. I never wanted more, but I knew more was coming, and I was okay with that. If that makes sense. Who you are know? the Who are the two that? Uh, the, the only two that ever would have wanted more from Schmitty, Adrian Peterson and Russell Dennison, who weren't affected as much as the others by the workouts. Yeah, throw Brian Odom into that mix. Okay, throw B.O. Brian Odom, Russell Dennison, Adrian Peterson. I mean, I think there's been a handful of other guys, but those are the guys for the most part that 
could handle all of the volume and and not just be wearing it on their face how miserable it was. Russell Dennison, Tyler, Russell would sprint, not jog, not walk, sprint two miles or however far it was away that he, from where he lived from the stadium. He would sprint to the stadium before workouts, do the workout, and then sprint home. <laughs> God, what's... <laughs> Uh, I like. I don't even know what to compare that to. It just that's that's insane. I'm telling you. So he had. I don't know what happened. He had some type of injury, or something. So like his his sternum, where it comes together, was like it looked like he broke his sternum, and whenever it healed, it like it it like pushed out. So the bone. There's like a bone ridge. On down the middle of his sternum, a little bit to the left side, like about basically where your heart is. And the only thing I can think is that because of that extra area, his heart like grew larger than the average human heart, and that's it's just the only way anyone could ever be the able opposite to, of the Grinch to do the, is what was yeah. going on. Okay, very good. Yeah. Well, that makes Crazy. sense, right? Defense was great when Russell Dennison was here. He had a big heart. So defense sucked when <laughs> Grinch was here. He had a smaller heart. Um, you know, there's another coach that I actually do think of when I think of no excuses and just being honest to the media about things, good or bad. Um, and I think everyone knows who I'm talking about. It's this guy. We're closer than you guys think, and we're probably a little bit closer than – uh, fan base, you know, national perception, all that thing. So. Yeah, so that was just another guy, too. Just yeah. honest, man. Honest at all times. We were, we were close, yet very far away at the same time. Close because of, like, a string of perhaps the greatest quarterback play in back-to-back, to, like, four players in a row. And it's not like we've been light on quarterbacks, right? But Baker to Kyler to Jalen, and then I know you uh, you had Radler in there, and then Caleb Williams. Like four out of those five guys were just. And it's not like Radler was bad. Like Radler is a good quarterback, and he's probably going to go fairly high in the draft. But he's the one that st- like. I mean, I guess that makes the point, doesn't it? He's the one that sticks out like, we, Baker, Kyler, Jalen, Wilt Rattler, yeah. But then you go Caleb Williams, and it, yeah, he, he won a Big 12 championship when he was here. That, that'd be a fun little exercise is how many years are in between all those players? 2017 to Caleb Williams, I guess that's 2021. If anyone's had a better five-year five, run, five run of quarterback play than, than well, you, you had during that time. You got to start it at fifteen, though. All right, with yeah. Baker. All right, you're talking twenty fifteen to twenty twenty one, really. It's insane. It's insane. It's I, I bet crazy. no one's had a run of quarterbacks like that before. Um, by the way, how rude of me! I played that Patty Gasso audio to bring up some softball talk, which we did, but I didn't mention uh, Happy Mary Nutter Week to you. Happy Mary Nutter Week. I appreciate that. Yeah, I know. I know. It's rude of me to wait Thank so you. long. So. 
OU and the Mary Nutter uh, Classic coming up this weekend, starting tomorrow night against Mississippi State. And hey, that Mississippi State team's not bad, man. They've got a they've got some nice wins already on the year. I think they beat uh, they beat Clemson earlier this year. Who OU saw in a super regional? They beat Louisiana twice. Who's a top twenty-five team? So that's Mississippi State. Like that's the best team I think that they're going to play this weekend, and they get them. They they get them right out of the gate there. My, my big takeaway though today on the uh, Diamond Envy podcast. I don't know if that's my big takeaway. Yes, Patty is not just thrilled with the offense right now. There's room to grow. <laughs> I've got enough of a sample size, I think, to say that the offense will get right when it needs to be. In fact, after a really tough week of practice and after some challenging to her hitters that I'm sure happen, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of regain form this weekend out in yeah. uh, Cathedral City. Nope, I think you're right. Um, I'll tell you what's funny. I have just brought up, like, stats here. Um. <laughs> Spencer Rattler, here's Dylan Gabriel's stats in 2022. 3,100 yards passing, 25 touchdowns, six interceptions, ran for six touchdowns. Okay? Here's Rattler's stats in 2020 in a shortened season. 3,031 yards passing, so he's like 100 yards less. 28 touchdowns. More touchdowns, seven interceptions, one more interception, and six rushing touchdowns. So, and at that point, it was like, well, I don't know, Rattler, is he, does he have it, right? And those numbers are in a for 2020. A yeah, in a 2020, he was playing some. He was playing some pretty decent football. I mean, the thought yeah. going into 2021 is that well, the Texans got the number one overall pick and. I, I wouldn't be surprised to say that this is his last year at OU and the Texans take him with the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Clearly, we know what happened, but remember even that offseason after 2020, like going into it, there were people on game day picking OU to win the championship, and he was like the first ever college athlete to legally sign his uh, autograph for money. Remember that right. card show in like Chicago? It was such a big deal. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I you know, he threw four or excuse me, three interceptions in the K State loss at home. Threw four touchdowns too. But that was the second game of the year. That was his second start. Yep. As a quarterback. And he threw three of his season seven interceptions in his second start against a good K State team. Um He probably two threw about two the next week at Iowa State. So he how threw many one. Threw one. That's it. Okay. Yep. You know, he actually, in that Iowa State game, and there was some, it's hard to remember all of it, but there was some, I think he had a couple of dropped interceptions, right, where he hit guys like yeah. right in the hands with them. But, you know, he. He also didn't have the luxury losses, of throwing to a 6'5 tight end covered by a five foot eight defensive back. That would have been nice. <laughs> True. True. He, uh, his, his best game of the season was against number 14 Oklahoma State. Where he was uh, four, 17 to 24, 300 yards and, and four touchdowns. So, and ran for a touchdown too. Five touchdown game for him. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. There are trucks, then there's the truck. 
GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course... Eklund and Rattler runs in the end zone for a touchdown, and it felt like he was... I, I don't know, like, whatever happened to him there, he just didn't look like the same player that 21 season, athletically. I agree. Now, here's the, here's the situation, okay? The first... Here's the first five games of the season. Through for 304, 77% completion percentage against Tulane. 77% completion percentage against, what is that, Western Carolina uh-huh. and five touchdowns. 70% against Nebraska. 72% against West Virginia. 88%, 22 of 25, 88% touchdown interception against Kansas State, and then the Texas game, he was uh, he was 8 of 15 for 111 and an interception when he got pulled, yep. So, and a rushing touchdown. Or was that later he went in for a rushing touchdown? Um, no, it was, it was, later? No? It was earlier in the game. Like, he came back okay. in for that two-point conversion, but he kind of like – That's what I'm thinking of. It was he, – he un- it wasn't a very athletic-looking – it was on the Texas end of the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, he, he did score, and it counted as six points and everything. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know what happened. But seems like he's doing okay. Nine one eight. Caleb Williams is what happened to him. Well, yep. yeah. I, I'm just talking about athletically, though. From that 2020 year to 2021, didn't look the same athlete at that time. Right. Jimmy and BA says Muleshoe ruined him. Kato in the nine one eight says, you know, Rattler may have been better if his head coach didn't have one foot out the door his last season here. <sighs> Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You know, I think that there was a there was a couple of things. It, it was it was just kind of ready to cave in at that point. You'd had such incredible quarterback play that any like sign of of that fracturing a little bit, you know, you were going to hear it from the fans. The fans never really endeared themselves to Rattler for whatever reason. It didn't feel like the the student body did either. Wow. Like. You know, there was some, there was some, there was some friction there with Rattler, and maybe not necessarily the team or the locker room, but it just it was never smooth and never felt felt they, comfortable after that first season. They were undefeated in twenty twenty one, and mm-hmm. they ran a a little like a little thing on college game day about that whole drama because the week before obviously the students were chanting we want Caleb. Right. So that was on that the, the game where he got pulled against Texas the morning of they were talking about is a big topic for him on college game day. Right. Your boy's uh, voice may have gotten in on on that video as well. Only reason I remember mm. that. Yeah. Is that play like on an endless loop on one of your TVs at the house is like a screensaver? You know, I think it's rude when people ask you to keep your phone <laughs> on silent or vibrate because that's my ringtone and I leave it on loud all the time. Any text or phone oh, call that's awesome. plays on loop. That's great. 316, I heard stories about how no one could wear out Roy Williams. Is that true? What, in workouts? Yeah. Roy was... I think early on, Roy had some struggles there with Smitty and them, but later he he got past a lot of that. He was incredibly explosive in the weight room, um, 
and I think he managed himself fine, but he was not one of the guys that I would consider to be like the workout warriors that could just that could handle all the volume. I mean, it's he made it, and he may not have struggled horrendously, but he wasn't from what I remember anywhere close to a guy like Russell Dennison in the workouts. And Brian Odom. But no one is. But like that's like you're talking about a a very small handful of guys in in a group of really good athletes, a small amount of standouts and that's just and it's more just because they could handle the like they had the aerobic capacity to continue to just to keep going at that a high level nonstop. Hey, you know that uh, perception thing that you keep yeah. bringing up this offseason of the perception around OU nationally is not great and it's OU's own fault for, for that being the case? Yeah. What perception is the, is the word that immediately came to mind yesterday when uh, I was on FanDuel looking at the early college football season lines and uh, I saw that OU's a 10.5 point underdog to Texas in their early lines they listed. 10.5. Point underdog Crazy. to Texas. Crazy. I, I would say, I would say that there's no way that game should be outside of three points in either direction for a a betting line, especially right now. All right, okay, going into the game, if if Oklahoma's lost a game or two and maybe have some serious injuries, okay, ten and a half points is reasonable. But knowing what you know about both of those teams like today and what the history of that rivalry has looked like, especially recently, that is ridiculous. Yeah. But, hey, low-hanging fruit. For anyone that wants to go out there and jump all over it. It's just – and I know these things don't work. Like, that's a neutral site game. Some of these are road games. It, it's a little bit different. But the fact that three Texas games are listed on here – there's not a whole lot of early lines listed on this page right now. But three Texas games are. They're just a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Michigan, okay? Uh, Texas is a one-and-a-half-point underdog to Georgia, Yet they're a ten and a half point favorite over OU. It just goes back to the perception thing. Yeah. Slight favorite over Michigan, slight underdog Georgia. But man, when it comes to that neutral site game against OU, whoo boy, double digit, double digit favorite. Yeah. Well, hey, it, it's perception, but it's going to cost them a lot of money. Now, I would say, like right now, you never know what happens in that football game, and and. You know, you can have a really tight game and one team is up by up by seven, up by a touchdown late, and you're going down for a drive to tie it and you throw a pick six as time expires and someone wins by 14. Doesn't really tell the story of that football but. game. So, well, I'm saying like you can, someone can cover that way, but I'm, I'm just saying that to bet that that's what the finish is going to be like, it's I can't be get ten there. And a half. There's yeah. no way. When is the last time that game, like whenever everything is clear? Like, I don't know what it was two years ago. Whenever Dylan we Gabriel looked at that, it was play. seven and a half at kickoff. I can't really remember if it was right. Parker or Travis that brought that up. I was like, what? What? Jeez. Well, that's the thing. It's like with all things being like 
fairly normal going in, and I'm, I'm just talking about you've got all hands on deck and you don't have some type of catastrophic injury where you're not starting your quarterback or something, like that line, I don't remember it ever being outside of like no. five points. Yeah, e- even even years, times, even years where OU was clearly the better team, I don't really think um, ever. I mean, it may have happened once that they were like uh, north of a ten and a half point favorite in that game. It's just not. It's not how it works. I mean, if if you want to use it as a money making opportunity, I, I think you got a chance. Just like some people use the opening line of six and a half as a chance to make some money. Because at least for FanDuel, and I do think that this is the national perception, not everyone is really dug deep into OU, I think, at this point, And maybe they won't until the season starts. But I'm sure some people see, oh, they lost an OC. they got to replace two coordinators, an OC and a DC. And their quarterback, who was really good, transferred to Oregon. And now they're starting a freshman quarterback who was not great in a bowl game. Yeah. And that is that leans heavily into the perception of what most people think of OU going into the sure. year. Yeah, which is fine. You know, let that let that be, uh, let that be the case where you can maybe just kind of put your head down and and grind away and, and not have to listen to a bunch of outside noise that's telling you how good you are all through the off season. It's probably better for the mentality of the football team to feel like uh, it's them against the world. Right? It's easier to motivate that way. So, I actually, I don't mind it. Sark loses. He's one and three against OU. I'd like to throw right. that out. That's right. That's right. And they, you know, they were a good football team last year. But everyone seems to memory hold the fact that we beat them, and you know they're they're letting go of a massive amount of production off that football team. But they can. I mean, they've replaced it with some really good talent, right? Which appears to be really good talent. We'll see, but. I I would say is well I don't know maybe that's not fair I was going to say maybe they have more question marks than we do but that's probably not fair considering like we're going to be starting a new quarterback I feel like he's he's going to by that point will have rounded into shape pretty well an offseason being the guy I like, I'm not worried about Jackson Arnold but the point is you never really know until you see it two so. text. 402 says, Tyler, put me down for a hundo, plus 10.5. <laughs> I put you down for a hundo, but I put it on the um, OU wins by 14-plus points. That's how you win. So you're, you'll you get uh, plus 1,200 odds on that one with your $100 bets. Wow. Be a nice little payday. There you go. Nice. And last one for the 580. Russell Dennison ran a uh, 47.54 in the 400 meter his senior year of high school. That's impressive for his size. Yeah, at like six foot four, two hundred and twenty-five pounds, <laughs> a bunch of against a bunch of one hundred and sixty-five pounders. Yeah, you know, no big deal. Giving up, you know, sixty pounds there, and you know, obviously the size is he's he's an incredible athlete. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. There are trucks, then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. 
GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. It's what caught Teddy's eye, brought to you by Yala Gosney Law. Have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at Yala Gosney Law. They work to keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every turn. That's Yala Gosney Law at 405-800-8080. 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is... I love this. So, apparently, Major League Baseball has some new uniforms. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, they're Nike uniforms, uh, and I guess they're produced between Nike and Fanatics. And they're supposed to be a lighter fit. Um, they warm in the All-Star game last year. The players like the lighter fit. Um, but apparently they look, uh, quote, amateurish because they've got smaller numbers and, and some of the lettering on them. But the main thing is see-through pants, Tyler. Yeah, I um... – Big Cat over there at Barstool tweeted out a photo of someone in particular that was it was it was not a great visual there. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't see that. Uh, There's wives of players being like, "Geez, my husband is revealing all in these new Major League Baseball uniforms and the photo shoots they're doing." I'm trying to remember. Wasn't there a pitcher, or hasn't there been a couple of pitchers that would wear a thong whenever they pitched? Um, Derek Jeter wore a thong to get out yeah. of a slump one time. Well, yeah, he did. It but was Andy Pettit's thong, I think, is what where he, where he got it. <laughs> right. I, I thought some like one of the pitchers told him, "Here, try this. This is what I do." <laughs> yes, that was Andy Pettit. Told Derek yeah. Jeter. He, and okay. I think the first at bat or the first pitch, he hit a home run. That is awesome. That's hilarious. So I guess we'll see what happens with the uh, the pants. Uh, that could be the. The new ratings increase or the ratings decrease, I guess. We'll see. Depending on what you're into. That's right. Um, how about LSU last night? Beat Kentucky, number 17 Kentucky, on a last-second play. An awesome play as the clock expired. Stormed the court, and it cost LSU 100000 bucks. Eh, who cares? It's it's fine, right? Well, worth it, right? Are they in debt like Arizona is? Did I, did I hear that right? Um, but still, what what like? Remember when the SEC was talking about taking away home yeah. games for football? Like that was never going to happen. But they've they've tried to really bump up their penalties for rushing the field, rushing the floor, all that. Yeah. Well, I think it, it feels like they take the wrong. Um, like the wrong tactic. Like storming the court is fun and it's cool and it's what's unique about college sports. Whenever it's done properly, you don't harass the opposing team. You just go out there and celebrate. Like the way you eliminate students acting like idiots when they run out there and worrying about the catastrophic problems that could happen is you put the onus on those students, not on the entire university. Right, you just if, if if you throw the book at a student that goes out there and does something stupid, well, then I think students will be a little bit more aware, perhaps, whenever they run out there. But I don't know, maybe not. Maybe They're not. Students, after yeah, all, maybe not. Uh, last thing I've got, actually, I've got two more. Um, Bama has uh, decided not to go with Eli Gold. He's yeah. been there thirty plus years as the play-by-play announcer, and they just kind of said. Yeah, we want you to announce your retirement. And he's like, no. 
And they're like, okay, well, then we're moving on. <laughs> we're, we're going with someone else. Yeah, I had this one, too. So he said, quote, Eli Gold did, this is not, with a capital N-O-T, not at all health-related. I'm very healthy. Everything is wonderful. I'm healthy as a horse. The university chose to not bring me back. They said I wasn't living up to the standard. That's very subjective. There was an indication that I had lost a step or two or three while I was gone battling cancer. And I've come back and I didn't do the job that I should have. I don't necessarily agree. Or, yeah, I don't necessarily agree. If I felt that I wasn't doing the job, I would have stepped down. I was not going to embarrass myself or the university. I care too much for those entities, in quotes. Hmm. So someone that's been on the job for that long, and Eli Gold is or has been one of the more historic voices in the in the South. Mm-hmm. You just don't see that all, all this often, man. I, I was very surprised. That was pretty surprising. And I didn't – I read the name, the replacement. I don't – I'm guessing maybe that was the person that replaced him whenever he was out yep. for that period. Correct. But yep. Yeah. I don't know. Um, interesting. And the last thing I have, is, though, is uh, Nick Saban. Um, you know, there's been this, this call of him perhaps being – uh, commissioner, whatever you want to call it. And he has responded to that saying, if my voice can bring about some meaningful change, I want to help in any way I can because I love the players and I love college football. What we have now is not college football, not college football as we know it. You hear somebody use the word student athlete, that doesn't exist. And, you know, was asked, I guess, a little bit more about it, whether he'd be commissioner. And he here's what he said. I'm not looking for a job, but I do know I'd like to impact college football the best way I can, whether it's being a spokesperson or anything else. Listen, I'm for the players. It's not that I'm not for the players. I want to see the players have a great quality of life and be able to create value for themselves. But we've gone to nobody talking about education, nobody talking about creating value for the future, to talking only about how much money can I make while I'm in college. So Rescue us, Nick. Come on. Maybe Nick will rescue this thing and we'll be ordered to every uh, P5 school has to put a statue of Nick Saban outside their stadium. Yeah. He's our hope. Come on, Nick. Yep. I hope so. That's all I got. So what really happened last night? Solar Flare, the Russians, what really took out some AT&T users late last night or early this morning? I don't know. I, it was not a Solar Flare. I know that. But aside from that, I have no idea. Is that the official report, though? Is is that right, no. that it was a solar flare that, that, that they no. did that? Not the official report. I, the report that I keep seeing is the one that was played on, like, News 9 in Oklahoma, of all places. Is yeah, the that one went that viral. I, I continue to see shared everywhere. It's not it – was not a solar flare. So, I don't know. I mean, that it just – I think it just so happened to be a coincidence that, you know, there there were solar flares in the same general time frame, but the solar flares affected the daytime side of the planet, not where not where we were. Uh, so it's not a solar flare here. I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I have no idea what it was, but it wasn't a solar flare. Just blame the Russians. It's a lot more fun. I think or, now or I did I did see something that I I don't know I, I I don't know what it was but it wasn't a solar flare. You want to blame someone without knowing? That sounds a whole lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I I don't know what's going on, but 
uh, I have a feeling that we won't find out, and we'll probably see some more of it. Uh, great, yeah, awesome. Uh, okay, <laughs> last one I have, and this doesn't – well, it has already caught my eye. I'm hoping it caught your eye because you said that it would uh, Wednesday night when you went home, Tuesday night when you went home. Did you watch Masters of the Air? Did you at least watch one episode? No. God, how predictable was that? I had some things come up, okay? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you had to mow the lawn or something? No, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I want to be able to, like, focus 100% of my attention on watching that. And for whatever reason, the last couple of nights, that has not been able to be the case. Hopefully tonight it will be. Something came up, guys. Uh, he was aimlessly scrolling on his phone for two hours, and then doom he, scrolling. He yeah, he got busy and just didn't have time. Didn't have time for our troops. Didn't have time yeah. for him. I I used so much uh, cell data on my phone the last couple of nights. It created a, the nationwide outage. Just no respect for the guys that you know. Which, by the way, I mean, that's the thing. It was a nationwide outage. It wasn't a worldwide outage, okay, if they're talking about solar flares. It was just the United States. Uh, actually, I have one more. Uh, this, this is cool news. Toby Keith had the biggest week of his career on the Billboard sales chart last week. Wow. Now, I did watch. Did yeah, you watch week. the thing last night that was on? Uh, was it? With Robin Marsh? Is that? Yes. No, I, 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 did, I did not. I, I had some things that came up, Teddy. I just I, oh, I totally forgot. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. I, I, I understand. Nice. We can both use that, uh, that line. I watched some of that. That was pretty nicely done. That was cool. That's so. it for me. All right. Let's hit a quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two. Next here from Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC. Nobody covers your team like the ref. If it's Sooner news and talk you want, it's right here all season long. This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Sports Network, KREF.com, and worldwide on the KREF app. The Showplace Theater is the best place for live music. And with some of the best acts around. Ryan Bingham with the Texas Gentleman, April 19th. Kip Moore, April 20th. Chelsea Handler, May 3rd. I was with my brother the other day, and I said, why are you even a parent? I said, you're not very good at it. <laughs> and Brantley Gilbert, May 10th. Riverwind, the Metro's best casino experience. Now that open enrollment for health care coverage has ended, there's still several options to consider that just might benefit you. Need to purchase your own health insurance? Confused about Medicare? Considering offering benefits to your employees? Call the agents at Allison. And- a tornado warning maybe in the past. That's, uh, that's pretty good. Listen to this stats by the Locked On Sooners podcast they just put on Twitter. It says Oklahoma softball has won 62 games in a row heading into Mary Nutter. 62 games in a row. According to ChatGPT, the odds of winning 62 in a row is 1 in 701,736,772. So for context on that, OU winning 62 consecutive games in a row, you'd have better odds, according to ChatGPT, of winning the Powerball, becoming a professional athlete, be struck by lightning, and to win an Oscar than winning 62 college softball games in a row, according to Locked On Sooners podcast. That's interesting. It's fascinating. I, I wonder how – but 
See, that doesn't seem like very scientific to me. Well, that's why you asked Chat GPT, and it doesn't. What's what AI saying? Oh yeah, I <laughs> trust AI. I yeah, I've seen some of the stuff that AI puts out. But here's the thing: like, what are the odds though of winning sixty-two straight if you are by far the best team? Like, I feel Still like it's probably not not as high. I mean, not not. I mean, it's just that's that's so hard to do in college yeah, softball. That's true. By the way, you, mi- you missed a funny there because you didn't have the headset on yet. Um, someone was saying that David Payne issued his own News 9 solar flare <laughs> warning. <laughs> Man, oh, I love the text line. I love people that get the show. I love people that know our dialogue. That's brilliant. Yeah, there's, brilliant text there's message. some texts that roll in. It's like, oh, yeah, they've been listening to the show for several years now. <laughs> Appreciate that. I like that a lot. Man, what what a life for these college athletes nowadays. Um, you just get a free $600 and a copy of the NCAA football video game if you're playing college football these days. Hey, yes, don't underestimate the amount of guys that think holding out is going to get them more money. That was It's just dumb. I mean, it really... Okay, you, you can hold out, but they're still going to make the game with or without you, and that's not going to overall change how many people buy the game. Man, think about this. So is it Division One only, or is there other divisions on there? There will be all every uh, FBS school, all 134 FBS schools will be included. So you got 134. Let's call it, I know it's more than this, but let's say 80 guys. You know, that's there's ten thousand players. Eleven thousand plus will be in the game. Is what it says. Oh, that's today. what they said. Okay, yeah. so you got eleven thousand. I mean, that's six and a half million dollars right there to give those guys the six hundred bucks. And you're not talking about. I mean, eleven thousand games given away. Like that's that's a big number. So you're starting at a pretty big deficit there. And I know they'll be able to overcome it, and there's going to be a big, you know, big rush of people buying it and playing it. And I'm sure there's, I'm sure they're fleecing all of our children in the game, uh, in game purchases. I didn't know about that. I haven't been on the video game side in quite some time. I didn't, I didn't, I thought it used to be just the $60 game that you bought. Now it's like it's going to cost you about $200 to actually get all the features in it. Jeez. Dude, if we didn't have like the, the sign-in for my son's, like, Fortnite and stuff going through my wife's email, he could easily spend $1,000 in 10 minutes on that game. It's crazy how quick, like, stuff can pile up on that. $600 and a copy of the game. Guys your age had to spend 50 60 bucks to actually just buy the game. They get a free one and $600. I told you, like, when they did the Legend thing, I don't know how many guys were on that, but I think I got, like, $400 in a copy of the game. So they've upgraded. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We've got the final hour next.